Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host. Rob Radford. We here at Baseballs and Boring like good stories. We like good personalities. Zach Weiss has both of them. Zach Weiss is currently a pitcher for the Red Sox. He was picked up just a couple weeks ago, has pitched six times, eight and two-thirds innings, only given up two runs. But that's not the story. The story is that this is another example of perseverance. This is another example of chasing a dream, doing a lot of cool things along the way, and ultimately still landing in the major leagues. That is Zach Weiss's story, and that is the reason why we wanted to talk to him. It was a great conversation, absolutely great. This is a guy who's pitching the Olympics. This is a guy who pitched in the World Baseball Classic. This is a guy who was cut as a minor leaguer. This is a guy who has faced all kinds of ups and downs in his career, but has always landed in a good spot, and the good spot being peace of mind, and the, the knowledge that he can sell a crap out of a pair of pants. Yes, he once was a Lululemon salesman. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into what it's like to go through this journey. It's a good one. It's a good one. Here you go. Here's Zach Weiss. We like good stories. Congratulations on being a good story. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I mean, think that's good. Yeah. Well, we, we talked about this the other day about you know the ups and the downs. I mean, you were released... 
out of COVID as a minor leaguer, right? Yes. That's that's tough. It wasn't ideal. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually probably made a few more bucks <laughs> with the way things were going government assistance wise. Oh, that, did so you? I think, so that was the, the mild silver lining. Wow. We're not talking many more bucks, no, but uh, a few. What was that? Unempl- unemployment? Yeah, through unemployment. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a slight win in that. Yeah, well, so let's talk about that just because it's interesting <laughs> to me. Um, so you, the COVID, so you're in spring training uh, 2020. Yes. You're with who? The Indians. The Indians. COVID hits. Yes. But you're going through spring training. What's your expectations going into that year? Um, I had not had a great 19. Uh, and so I was in minor league camp with them, but had kind of done a lot of work and liked where I was at um, and was hoping, you know, to go to AAA and have a crack at the big leagues during the year. Um, and then COVID hit and that kind of all fell apart. And that summer I went out and played uh, in the Constellation League in Sugarland, it was like four teams. We were living. Who's at the, a man? Who's who's the man? Uh, in Kaviglia, Pete was my oh, manager. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, man. He had a mind drive through a wall once. I <laughs> yeah, he's a big boy. Google, Google it. Google <laughs> yeah. it. Um, so you go through COVID. During COVID, do you? What do you do? Yeah. So I went out and played. I just trained at home as much as I could, yeah. and then went out and played. When did they start up? At I probably. Same kind time. of been waiting around, hearing other things, and then I saw that they were playing ball, and I was like, I'm not helping myself sitting here at home. So I was a little late, but I probably was there for the month of, call it August, okay. July, were you like Were you part of the like, the minor league purge? Um, yeah, sure. The I guess COVID you'd pur- you know yeah, what I remember. Yeah, I that. don't think I would have been released if not for COVID, but... No, yeah. but, but the, yeah. what I remember about that is, um, honestly, like that was a sucky time, so... Sorry that you yeah. had to go through that. <laughs> but it was, um, what I remember about that is, I don't know if you remember Dayton Moore, and Dayton Moore, the GM, then of the Royals, and he sort of, ha- I thought he had such a great speech about, like, how this is gutting, this is right. gutting us, this is gutting baseball, because it's not only about the guys who's going to get in the major leagues, these are the guys who are going to, like, be managers and coaches and For sure. youth coaches and everything else. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know, like, how you felt at that time, if it was just, like... God, this is yeah. It had it hadn't been a great little stretch for me leading into that either. So it was a bummer. I knew it was going to be hard to get back in, knowing yeah. that they had cut so many guys. Um, I wouldn't say I was ever like. I mean, I was down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was down. But you weren't out. But I wasn't out. You yeah, were, you were I, like, I, kinda knew, I, I still have the dream. Yeah, I still wanted it. I still thought I was pretty good, um, and I was still really committed to being good. So, kind of used that and yeah. Yeah, I don't. So when you went to the when you went to Sugarland, and and you start throwing, like you threw well. Okay. Yeah, okay. Not great. So you finished the year there. Yeah, I played there for a month. Nobody called, and I went home. Nobody called, and nobody called in the off season. Nobody at all. called in the off season either. And then so I had to go back to, to spring spring training in Sugarland. No, so I, that year I went. So that was the end of twenty. To start twenty one, I couldn't get a job, and went to the Kansas City Monarchs. Okay. Um, of the American Association through, I got out of there after one outing, which was nice. I ended up signing with the Mariners right, and spent the year in Tacoma. It was the outing, the best outing ever, yeah. as far as the way we're concerned. Right. I mean, so, at least for my life, we'll say it was. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> did, you have any, did you have any jobs? Like uh, After 19, I worked at Best Buy and Lululemon. I worked Best Buy 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. doing dot-com picks. 
trying to compete against the machines over at Amazon. <laughs> and then... <laughs> what? Yeah. This is why you're in the minor leagues. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I got released at the end of 19 and panicked and said, I need to do something. So the next logical step is Lulu. <laughs> What's the Levin? first job I could find? What, what, yeah, what do you so do there? Lulu was great. I work at Lulu again. That was a good job. Yeah. You, you got free gear. Spent most of your money on the clothes, but yeah, I don't know. It was a nice store. Very well organized. I enjoyed working there. So, so you, you were legit like in the store selling stuff? Yeah, selling pants. Where was it? Uh, South Coast Plaza in Orange County. So you are probably the best folder of clothes in the clubhouse right now. Port, no. I honestly, I kind of got off the hook there. I could sell men's pants decently, so I was rarely tasked with doing stocking and all like the crummier, a lot of folding jobs. I tended to do more of the salesy jobs and it went well. You get commission? I'm sorry, As a I'm, store. I'm, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> As a store. And so it was like, say it was, I don't know what it was, 15 bucks an hour or something. And if we all did like 100% to plan, it was... 18 bucks and if we exceeded our plan it was 22 bucks or whatever it was so our store crushed it the months i worked there in the off season so it was a good job so and you had you done sales before no wow you're a natural aside from you were, you said you were to work there again <laughs> yeah, i didn't mind it yeah i will not be doing that best buy online picks job again no that sounds awful it was terrible walking around the warehouse looking for a 512 megabyte flash drive instead of a gigabyte flash drive and they're tiny and the place is huge i'm not doing that no nah, it's awful yeah ask bernardino who were you just walking with yeah ask him about his jobs i know bernie's had some good i played with bernie a long time ago and uh we were both at the reds oh you did yeah he ever tell you about his jobs i know he's done some driving and stuff i know he's had a nah, he says come on man. <laughs> he, 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 i mean the good one he can explain about being having to go in manholes and for all everybody listening this is a great lesson how minor leaguers have to make their way through the to the majors to the, this dream that we're sitting here with Zach right now but uh, one of them was he was a host at Chili's <laughs> That's, I, ho- I hosted at Mimi's Cafe in high school heart of the recession seating three people a oh, night and where in 08 <laughs> yeah in 08 really <laughs> yeah i mean i've had a few other ones but in baseball it's mainly been coaching some lulu and best buy <laughs> the, the <laughs> a big, lot of lessons the big, at the park the big too three. yeah but he uh he'll tell you that he somebody um somebody um let's say uh defecated in in the lobby oh. of the chilies that's not chilies behavior ho- no <laughs> <laughs> ask him ask him I wish he was here because he would repeat the story. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get back to Lululemon. So, what, what, so if you were going to, first of all, like if, if you walked in the Red Sox clubhouse right now and you said, okay, Zach, you're going to make uh, $20,000 if you can sell one member of the bullpen a pair of pants, who are you selling it to uh, and how are you approaching them? Um, I'm still learning the group. I don't know who's like an easy sell on clothes yet, um, but I think I can move a pair of pants. It's a good product. Okay, how, I'm not how, super how do you concerned. how do you go? We we've been talking a lot to a lot of relievers about process, and we'll get to that. But uh, what is my sales cycle? Yeah, what is looks your sales? Like? Yeah, I mean, you you yeah. said you were good at it. Yeah, so, like if you're um, good at pitching, you have a process. I mean, it was a lot of like it was the winter time around Christmas, so a lot of parents coming in looking for kids and stuff for their teenage sons who loved it. And I sold a lot of the ABC pant just because it's a very versatile pant. It's four-way stretch. It's got zippers in multiple pockets. There's a little media pouch in your front pocket. Um, 
But really, it's a versatile pen. It can be worn to work. It can be worn to play out on a date. Very comfortable on a flight. So I think the pan sells itself. Man, I, I, <laughs> literally, in that last 20 seconds, you made me want to run out and bear They're comfortable. <laughs> Punctuated with the <laughs> pants sell themselves. <laughs> it's like you really do want that job back. <laughs> Uh, all right, so you, you you go to Lululemon, you you master that, and then you uh, you you out of that one outing in uh, one outing in an independent ball in 2021. Seattle, who was it? I signed with Seattle. Yeah, yeah. I signed with Seattle. Okay, I didn't want to misrepresent yeah. it. You signed with Seattle, and you go to where? Uh, Tacoma, back Tacoma. to AAA. Okay. And I should say, for that whole year, I was going to the Olympics with Team Israel, so I knew I was going to be playing that year in some capacity, at least to be ready for the Olympics. So, yeah. signed with Seattle, was in Tacoma the whole year, and then left for. They let me leave for like three, almost four weeks to go to Tokyo to play. Okay, those. yeah, that's a pretty. So now all of a sudden things turning. Yeah, having you're, some fun. You're signing with a. You're, yeah, you're out of Best Buy. You're out of Lululemon. You're out of like you know the the independent ball. You're back in major league system, and you're going to the Olympics with why? I mean, it would have been different if you're like going to the Olympics, sort of like in this limbo a little bit still, right? For sure. Yeah. So you go to the Olympics. That must have been cool. Amazing. It's really fun. Bummer it was COVID, but overall the whole experience. Give me was your best really Olympic cool. story. Ooh. Um. Oh, I was in. We were in an elevator. Uh, going up in our building and we split the building with like I don't know some of the Norway Sweden some of you know the big tall guys not the Israelis and uh, this guy was in the elevator with me and I think he was from Norway and uh, 6'5 chiseled looked you know looked like an Olympian not like the Israeli baseball team (laughs) did and uh, I was talking to him I was like oh you know what, what event are you here for and he goes oh the 50 free and I was like, oh, that's the that's the big boy swimming event. And he goes, yeah, you're not here unless you look like me. And it was the most, in his, like, accent, and it was yeah. the most, like, not cocky, cocky thing to say. Because it was just matter of fact. Like, this dude, you're not, you're not swimming the 50 free at the Olympics unless you look like this guy. <laughs> how, did, how did you, like, um... No, I just laughed. I thought it was a great really? answer, yeah. It was, like, Drago. Like, yeah, it was like, a great answer. Like, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it was... The uh, it was the, the Olympics that were like the COVID. So I mean, I, I don't even want to think about the COVID. Yeah. So that was. But no, just I think just being around. Obviously, baseball is a little different in the way it was structured there. So just being around these people who would like, I don't want to say we weren't. This wasn't. It was an amazing experience. But it's you know you play baseball to play in the big leagues. Yeah. You swim to swim in the Olympics. Yeah. And so it was just a little bit of a dynamic. That's true. That was like kind of, you're, you're basically there almost like this is kind of cool. This is it's amazing. A, it's a nice respite. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Yeah. This is really cool and and something that we've worked hard for. But it's a little different than the guy yeah. that's there to run you know a race. <laughs> <laughs> life is hinging on exactly this. he's been waiting four years for these 30 seconds <laughs> so you come back from the olympics you throwing mm-hmm. the ball well yeah okay yeah finished well down the stretch and then year. uh and with seattle yes then what uh going to the off season for the first time feeling confident that i can get a job for spring training in a while and uh sign with the angels okay and you sign with the angels and is there anything that this, this is where we get into like the meat and potatoes of of you go to a team and they say we like this or we like that and i'm almost exhausted by the different answers which is good yeah so but that's what happens i mean that we, we you go to an organization 
we like this. I was just talking to Chris Martin yesterday. Right. Well, he went to the Cubs, and they said, we want you to, to develop the sweeper. And then he went to the Dodgers, and they said, we don't you want you to throw that pitch at all. <laughs> right. You know, so I don't know if that was like it when we went to the Angels or not. Yeah, so I developed the sweeper that I'm throwing now uh, at the end of 21 after I got back from the Olympics. And then... Uh, I think that was kind of the pitch that the Angels wanted. Yeah. Um, so went in there kind of with the same approach. So it wasn't too big of a shift as far as usage or stuff when I signed there. Yeah. Okay. So, and then that's the that became your bread and butter. Yeah. Okay. Which you hadn't really had. No, I developed it at the end of 21. I was throwing a smaller, crummier, slower slider. Well, that's um, cool. That was decent, but yeah. not good enough. No, and, but... And this pitch kind of reshaped my career for sure. So... So when the red size come calling, and I asked you the other day, but it was only like the second day you're mm-hmm. here or something, first day. Like, is have they sort of maybe not had anything like brought like hugely changed? But has there been any conversations like we like this, we like this? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm still ripping that pitch at a high percentage. Yeah. Um, I think the conversation here about fastball usage has probably been a little bit more pitching centric. Um, than I've heard in different places in the past as opposed to, you know... In what way? Time. Like, what, I mean, a lot of teams are kind of just middle targets oh, trying to ride it so at the listen, top. Tampa, like, yeah, set up Tampa's, down the middle right. and let it fly. So that was sort of the approach that I had been kind of going with this year. Um, the conversation here has been a little different, which, much, I, you know, good, bad, or other, it's just a little different. Um, it's like, so, just to, so it's more of like uh, strategy to hitters... Yeah, I uh, guess. And also, like, location, hit, I, the, hit the glove a little bit more. Yeah, I guess, yeah. It, yeah. Okay. Um, and then we've talked a little bit about, I'm throwing a cutter uh, okay. to lefties, and maybe we'll use that a little to right. Have you thrown it before? Um, I developed that halfway through last year. Um, I was just playing in the PCL for the second year. I was having trouble getting left-handers out. I was throwing a big, slower breaking ball. And the top on the fastball was just kind of killed playing at 4,200 feet or whatever Salt Lake is at. Um, so my stuff just wasn't playing very well, and I kind of felt like I needed an in-between pitch to get into lefties and sort of pitch off of to lefties. And it's turned into a pretty good pitch, so yeah. I've been using it a lot. You know, the the Cutter's brand has never been hotter, you know why? Right. Because Ryan Brazier learned it in 10 <laughs> days and then like, had a one ERA. Right. So. It's also, I feel like that pitch... Uh, what we call a cutter is so broad now. Well, you it's know, like, like a sweeper. It's the same thing as... Like, right, like the, the terminology's become... Before slider, is like being right. bastardized yeah, like exactly. all over the place. Exactly. You're either throwing a cutter slider or a sweeper slider. Like The true slider's kind of just not really set. Although, I don't know. Depends on what you throw in your profile. Yeah. But I think some guys call... Like, some guys might call my cutter a slider. Yeah. But I call it a cutter just because the terminology works for me. What's been the... You had a good moment. You had a good debut... Uh, outing here against the Yankees what's been the guy that you faced where you feel like that like oh that was cool to get him out I mean that was probably the one of the highlights of my major league experience for sure aside from waiting four and a half years to get an out yeah. last year that was probably the second Judge. coolest moment coming in yeah. in a leverage spot with guys on base and were you nervous no I felt good that's good I mean yeah I, I don't know I mean, I've been beat up and chewed up and spit out enough times that I feel pretty comfortable <laughs> with where I'm at now <laughs> Do you like being out in the bullpen yeah I've been in the pen for a long time and, I mean like not here more, yeah, yeah I mean it's just like yeah you know, I'm not even talking about like being the role of reliever do you like hanging out in the oh bullpen? yeah no that's 
I've been doing it now. This is my tenth it's, it's year. A, to me, it's like a bizarre existence. Yeah, I mean, you're not a you're like a half a baseball player. There's, <laughs> like, there's, you miss so much of what else is going on. Oh, with the how dynamic can you watch the of game the team. From out there. Yeah, you're trying to call pitches from 350 feet away. Like, it's I. It's the only sport where it's like you've taken a section of the team and you're saying, "Here, go out, <laughs> right. go out to the, go out there where you can't really right. see the game." And uh, because like football special teams sangs out yeah true um, they don't send the kickers to the other like no, end of the no, field they get you, that, get, you get they to get, kick right on the sideline they, they can stand <laughs> next to the coach if yeah. they want you guys are so it's anyway uh, learn more about that in the book A Damn Near Perfect Game co-authored by Joe Kelly and Rob Bradford anyway uh, which is my book uh, so um, uh, did you play in WBC yeah I did okay sorry I should know yeah. that but uh, how was that? That must awesome. have been a little bit different. Yeah, that was that was different. We had fans. We were in Miami playing all the Latin teams. So it was us, uh, Puerto Rico, the DR, Venezuela, and Nicaragua. Um, and so brutal pool, obviously, but really cool to go play against. You know, just these all-star teams. Who do? What was your like m- most memorable moment from that? Um, we faced. Uh, so we needed to win one to re-qualify for the next year. And yeah. we kind of knew that was going to be tough. And our best shot to do that was the first one against Nicaragua. Um, so uh, we won that game. We were, I think it was 2-1. to one, And we ended up getting a few off of Loisega. Maybe it was 4-1, to 3-1. We ended up getting a few off of Loisega uh, in the eighth inning yeah. to take the lead. And that was awesome really yeah i mean it sounds like it's like it's also the camaraderie with the whole thing is good yeah the it's just different like it's just baseball's never built in like that tournament fashion i've never played in the playoffs i don't know what that's like i'm sure it probably feels like that but like as far as like every day is win or go home it's a it's unique well so i've been asking this also throughout the year and i appreciate your time you're sitting here a lot asking talking about a lot of different stuff we appreciate it. people like of course. um so i've been since the wbc we you know we figure okay how is this going to manifest itself in the season it's sort of like with a pitch clock like how is mm-hmm. this going to manifest itself when june july comes up how's the wbc guys because i talked to david robertson and he's like you know i played this before but we were prepared for it much better this time around i, I mean this was always this was like clockwork where the WBC would happen, pitchers would get injured. Right. That's what happened. Now we're sort of, we monitored it, and it's kind of like there's, it's all over the place, but there's guys who got off to great starts. Somebody said that they felt like the Rays actually got off to their start partly because they had so many guys in the WBC. Maybe. So, but what's your view? Like, having gone through it, yeah, I don't really, it I think that's you don't so think, individualized for You don't guys. think it impacted one way, like, you don't think it, hurt guys or help guys or not i don't know for myself i'd already pitched in two or two spring training games i think yeah and honestly they'd kind of sucked i threw the ball poorly you have to the idea is that you have to ramp up faster yeah but i i was i i kind of always do okay Um, i i've i've had trouble getting jobs so i'm used to being ready to throw in january (laughs) (laughs) um when you walk into lululemon you gotta throw in the ucla alumni game every year half the time it's for a job half the time it's just to stay sharp (laughs) um But, uh, I don't think you understand. I got Matt McLean out. <laughs> I've, I've faced Matt in some lives. Oh, really? <laughs> but, uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. So, um, but uh, that's the first UCLA guy to yeah. jump to mine. So, um, but yeah. So no, I was I was ready to go. And honestly, for me, I it was good. I 
in spring was a little too tinkery, trying to find it, trying to do this, that, and the other, and then getting thrown back into something where nobody cares, go win the game, I thought was helpful for me. It yeah. got me out of that like training mindset and way back into competing. So, Well, th- there you go. So yeah. I, For me, it was helpful, yeah. I thought. Yeah, and you would do it against the next... 100%. Uh, I'll, I'll play in any of the international right. stuff. It's fun. That's I, good. I love those. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on everything. Thank you. I appreciate it. And also, it. congratulations on being the... You can, we cl- we're going to classify you as the best major league baseball player slash lululemon salesman <laughs> i think there's some guys who would want to compete with me Ooh, on that I, do, I don't, do you know any other know. major leaguer who sell lululemon i don't no. i don't and the way that you phrase in those 20 <laughs> seconds like i said that's gonna be i'm going there immediately all right man thanks okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.